where arts and adventure summits the airwaves. This is the Ogden Arts and Adventure Show. I'm our brand along, along with Todd Oberdorfer. Todd, where are you dialing in from? I'm dialing in from work, so I'm at the, <laughs> the Finch Lane <laughs> Gallery. I'm technically working tonight. Yeah. So if I disappear, it's because I'm going to go say hi to somebody that comes into mm. the galleries. But I, I don't foresee having too many people come in tonight. So. All right. Well, let's introduce our guests in studio. We have uh, the ladies, I guess, from the Rose Club. So What's up? Michelle Tierney. Yep, that's the one. Okay. Yep. Jess, which, uh-oh, what's your last name? Harper. That's right. Harper. Yep. I knew that. Jess Harper, Alex Hoover with one O is also joining us. He is our arts guest this week. Um, fine arts western photographer yeah i like how you explain that. okay well i yeah. stole it from your yeah yeah, yeah. instagram yeah. i think <laughs> yeah, go ahead and throw that out there okay yeah so, yeah yeah I- images by alex Hoover. i think it's yeah. better than the other thing i read on there was like equine photographer and that just didn't sit right with me that's what i do too yeah i know but that's, yeah that's, that's fine <laughs> okay uh todd did you want to introduce yourself or what you're doing down there or what show you've got going on uh, yeah, I can. And so this was sort of a last minute thing. So I do have a gallery assistant, uh, Deanne, and it's her birthday today. And so she mm. requested the night off. Usually she works the night. And so we are open from 530 to 830, which we're almost there. Um, and so that's that's what I made. Oh, so you're not even open I yet. I figure we yeah. could do both. Okay. Well, I like the sticker behind your right shoulder. It's the Ogden Arts and Adventure sticker. It looks good. If anyone wants one, we have them here at the studio. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, on the wall back there. Yeah, yeah. on the wall back there. Yeah, I distributed a few here as well. So yeah, no. That's so anyway, good. sorry I can't be there, but I'm glad I can join. You know, it's 2023. We can do this. We can, yeah, we, we can do we know, versions. We of know it. this life. Yes, we yeah, do. So. Uh, all right, so let's jump into the Rose Club, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so Michelle Tierney, what did what do you call your position uh, with the I, Rose Club? I would say, organizer yeah. in chief founder organizer okay yeah bossy person uh, <laughs> any of the above not too bossy what is the rose club so the rose club it's a female focused uh, skate and snowboard community based here in utah um, okay we're we're female focused but we're actually open to anyone and everyone who wants to join us we have a lot of dudes who like to come skate with us who feel more okay this is this, this is great already mm-hmm. that was alex's question from the get-go was i don't think i'm invited so Alex, everyone i'm just going off of what we, you put on it we, we want you there we want yeah. you there come on yeah. by although okay. it is very hard to skate in cowboy boots, that's true I just want to this say. is true yeah you might yeah. have to switch those up yeah yeah but. so alex does have cowboy boots on it is hard to skate in cowboy boots although snowboarding maybe you might be able to pull off yeah. a little bit better i think so, so that sounds very natural uh, setting up a snowboard and skate community because um, you are a, a golfer Yep. from Ireland. Yep, it all makes sense. <laughs> Very, yeah, it's exactly what you would think, right? So, so, so how the hell did that happen? <laughs> um, long story. So yeah, so I'm from, I'm from Ireland. I, I moved over here in um, 2013, um, kind of came over sight and seen. I uh, got a emailed a bunch of golf coaches because they heard somebody else had done it in my hometown and was like, I'm and by over here you mean to the states? Yeah. Did you come America. to Ogden first? No. no. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So I actually ended up in this small town called Claremore, Oklahoma, 
um, everything is okay. Yeah. Okay. It was my dad. My dad. Uh, we flew over on the flight. My dad dropped me off and then left me. And then I was like, oh shit, we're really doing this. <laughs> this is America. And uh, yeah, it was definitely a lot different Same than what I had seen story. in movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was wild it was really wild but I loved it like I honestly I really had a great time and then um ended up finding my I transferred schools ended up uh, coming to Weber State and then spent spent a few years um okay, in college but, there but you're in you're in nowhere Oklahoma yes from uh, Ireland mm-hmm. how the hell did you find Weber State so <laughs> I was dating a guy um back in college and he was from Ogden and I was looking for colleges, and I was like, "Alex, we're all over." Yeah, <laughs> us Ogden people. Yeah, you can't, you can't get away from them. No, you know? she's got a great story. I yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah. When we were talking before. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and then he was like, "You should check out Weber State. You know, it's a good college. I know the coach." So I was like, "Yeah, let's give it a go." Um, the golf coach. The golf coach. Okay. Yep, at Weber, uh, Smitty. He's like a Ogden legend. Yeah. But um. Yeah, and then ended up getting a full ride to Weber, um, played there for four years. And then that relationship didn't work out. But then I I eventually found my husband, who's the manager at Crossroads Skate Shop in Ogden, the local shop on 12th Street. His name? Austin Gum. Okay, Austin's your husband? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Austin's my husband. Okay. Yeah, so then met Austin and kind of found myself getting into that world, which is kind of like my my family are like, wait, what? Like you're you're skateboarding now? Okay, like, so yeah, yeah. is there any correlation between those sports? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> yeah, not e- not even okay. in the slightest. Okay. Yeah. I don't know though because like watching Michelle do any sport, it's clear that that athleticism translates to everything that she does. I would agree with that. She's yeah. athletic for sure, Toilet. right? I'm flattered. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did watch the Pebble Beach Pro Am this weekend. Oh hell yeah! And mostly with the sound off, because the shots from Pebble Beach over the ocean and the greens is like the most beautiful thing yeah, you will it's, ever it's see. It's it's wild. Beautiful. Did you have ambitions of doing something like that, or you were, you just knew like college is where it's at, and I'll get myself through college, and that's it with golf? Yeah, I didn't really have like too much too much planning like with the golf. I just said, yeah, I'll do the do the five years. We'll see how it goes. Um, and see where I end up. I think when I like was in college, I was like, I could see myself living in America. Like I really like it here. Um, it's a good lifestyle. Love Ireland. The one thing I do miss a lot about Ireland is the food. Like I cannot. What? What's your favorite Irish dish? <laughs> just like straight up potatoes. Yeah. Just, like yeah. <laughs> we just... suck at potoes here, Alex. What are, what are we doing? About? They got potatoes everywhere. They're just yeah. not the same. I know. I know. <laughs> But I like my like my favorite go to dish that like I had like most days growing up is just like meat, potatoes, and gravy. But like good, gra- it's different gravy than. Are we missing? Something? I think we're doing because something wrong. I feel I like that is the American West in, in America. It's yeah. different. It's different. You'll, I it's just like the meat's different over here. It's better. Mm, yeah, <laughs> it's better. <laughs> it's Al- not Alex only eats bison, good. apparently. I don't yeah, know. I'm like, I need to go to your butcher yeah. because. Just but that's the thing; they don't. I can't find a good butcher here. I just like I haven't seen really any butchers out here. So just you could say butcher all night because that was fantastic. That's yeah. Is there the, any way to lower out? your microphone? Maybe because uh, it's blocking your face, and I don't like that very much. But um, my our, my only tie to Ireland is that my. 
my daughter is in Irish dance and crushing it. No way. Um, there's not very many studios around here that teach it. There's only one, the one that I know of is in Layton, and it's Lorraine's Dance Unlimited. No she's way. She's like 105 years old. Uh, we all we love Lorraine. She is getting up there though, and she, <laughs> shout out Lorraine. She, she crushes it and she crushes dreams too because she's very hardcore. <laughs> uh, but Respect. she teaches Irish. Yeah, she tells teaches Irish culture. And so no way. my daughter performs every year at the a couple couple different places. But I mean, it, we're just creeping up on that time of year where we do the yeah. Irish celebrations here Coming. at Pierce Egyptian Theater. And so uh, she performs in that, and that will actually be on St. Patrick's Day this year. Uh, and then she does do a performance in the spring at the Ogden Nature Center where she dances. And she's now in Celtic Beat is like the, the top group. Junior Celtic was the kids group, and she just graduated from junior. She's in the big leagues. Now she's in the big She, Her and her two friends, are all, they're all the same age, and they're like the youngest of the big leagues. And so we'll see how that goes. So That's rad. this might be like stereotyping or something, but like I'm like thinking of like – River dancing, Irish river—is that yeah. what it yeah. is? You see, like clogs, you see me right? Yeah. No, no clogs. I don't know what the. They—they uh, they have they clog shoes. They have two different dances: soft shoes and hard shoes. The soft shoes is like you're so talking um, like tap shoes. The yeah. tap shoes are like boots, kind of with with the tappy things on the bottom. Right. Yeah, right. and they make loud noise, like a clog. Kind yeah, of. I'm thinking say- like this. Like, is it the like those wooden clogs? Like, I'm yeah, like yeah. that's not that's okay. not the. But you do this. Well, I, I have in the past. Yeah, I have been known at a few Everyone parties to, bu- to bust to what? Yeah. Uh, mm. The time's mm. right. Yeah. You got to pay extra for that. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> well I'm, I'm wondering what it'll take before we leave because. You know, I, I well, Brandon said there's Jameson, yeah. Jameson here. So we do have Jameson. You, know, you never get, know. Yeah. Todd, how fast could you get here? <laughs> <laughs> With the Jameson and Guinness, I can bring it all. Hell yeah. yeah. We're going to mic up the floor and you're going <laughs> to. I like it. Before the podcast is over, maybe. You never know. I, we'll yeah, you never know. Yeah. I like where your head's at. Two, three like, Guinnesses yeah. and I'll join in as well. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I do. Yeah. One of the dances requires a partner. So if you're in, I don't know. Do you know, do you know Chase uh, with friends with Tristan, Brighton and. Oh yeah. 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 Slice? yeah. Um, he, do you know he has a secret talent? He can clog like a mofo. Stop. Yeah. Oh, Chase's, whatever. Wait, yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. No, he can. Chase is actually my partner. Oh, I didn't know that you didn't know that. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. her yeah. Oh. That's her boyfriend. Yeah. Didn't know. Is yep. he in town? He is in town. Okay. For yeah. now. For now. Yeah. yeah, I know he's always doing something. Yeah, yeah. Funny, because I think I was talking to him about my daughter, and he was like, oh, I want to see something. And it was at like the, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was at the fundraiser, like the Ogden Avalanche fundraiser at the front, and he all of a sudden just, I think my daughter was there. That's why. And she, and he just busts out these moves. I'm all what is this? Yeah, I, I'm what not is surprised this? at all. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No he has some secret there. talents. Yeah, he does. I haven't seen it very much, but it is special when you. How many yeah. beers? <laughs> not very many. I feel. Yeah, like. really, I feel not like very he's many. Down. Like okay. less than one, probably. Okay. Okay. He's down. Well, yeah, I need to ask him about the clogging. Yeah. Todd, um, my only other reference to Ireland to make her to, to make Michelle feel comfortable is you, because you actually went there and drank Guinness, and she said she could actually give tours for you. <laughs> Yeah, dude, let me know. Yeah, if anyone wants a tour of the whole oh. country, I got you. <laughs> Hit me up. Done. Next time over, we'll do it. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I had a chance to stay over there for about a month or so. And oh, it was wow. Amazing. Had a great time. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's like, that's doing it right. I feel like it's hard sometimes when you're trying to cram it all in in a week or 10 days. But 
That's you, awesome. Do you yeah, go back we spent very often? we spent I think about two weeks in Dublin, and then we spent the rest of it just driving around. Yeah, that's and awesome. Lost, and it was great. Yeah, yeah, it's a good place to get lost in. Alex, sure. question. Oh, I'm just and curious. it's a good place to drink Guinness. I do love Guinness. I want one right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, it's hard to get a. I feel like it's hard to get a good pint of Guinness out here. Mm. They're, they're kind of different. Did you feel like they were different when you went to Ireland? Oh, I, yeah. Well, I got my. I had to wait like a full day because we flew into Shannon and then we went to the. I think it was the Guinness Jazz Festival the first night we were there yeah. in Cork. And yeah, then, that's like so that's I, such a I that's a big festival. Two days. Wow. That's oh, it was so fun. I, we saw a group called the Water Boys who I was just obsessed with. And no, so, yeah, the Cork Jazz um, Festival is like a really big, a really big thing. I live in Waterford, which is like, you know, an hour. Yes, I, we went there. Oh, really? We even toured no your way. crystal facility. Oh, yeah, yes, it was great. We got the crystal, that's for sure. <laughs> that's oh, our claim so to fame. Fun. But yeah, my brother plays in the Jazz Festival every year. Um, he's got a band and they, they play, but it's a, yeah, I, I haven't made it out to the Jazz Festival ever and I need to, I need to go. Well, I got you beat in that one. Yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> impressive. I love but, it. But I wanted my first pint to be at St. James Gate. So we waited. It was like two days before we were in Dublin. So it was torture. Oh, wow. It was torture to wait those two days because they pretty much <clears throat> want you to drink from the airport on <laughs> yeah. as you get off of the plane. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you got a bit more willpower than I do. That's for sure. <laughs> the Uber driver's just choice. handing them to you. I guess. It was a uh, choice. But having my first pint on that 360 degree room above oh, St. Yeah. James Gate was worth every it's minute. So it good. was so good. It was like they, they just dipped it out of the Guinness River. It was oh, like, it's, so it's beautiful. Well, I love that Guinness River. <laughs> it's yeah. like Willy Wonka in the Guinness factory. Yeah, oh, seriously, like, yeah. Absolutely. Oh. I, we, I brought like my husband and one of my friends over last Christmas um, with us and I think we flew in at probably like 8 a.m. Irish time and then we got a taxi straight to St. James's Gate and we had Guinness and it was great. It was like the best first touch point that I could have brought them to. Breakfast. I love it. Yeah, if you do have a yeah. chance, I just uh, recently visited my brother who lives outside of, Den of uh, D.C. And I went to their, I think it's called Open Gate. It's in Baltimore. Uh -huh. um, so it's their facility here in the States. And it's obviously not the same, but it was... It was uh, it was a nice little flashback. It was it's a nice facility they oh, have. Oh, that's here awesome! As well. I didn't even know that they had a place out here, so that's cool. Just opened a few years ago, but it has this amazing, you know, bar and tour, and it's 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 this not the same, but it was <laughs> it's not the same. That's awesome, uh, Jess. I don't think we properly introduced you. Let's uh, do it. Yeah, what? Who are you? What do you do for the Rose Club? Um, I'm Jess Harper. I'm from Ogden. Yep. Um, Michelle and I actually like downtown met, Ogden, like rodeo grounds, Ogden. No, like, well, that's where I live currently, now. but oh, I okay. grew up west of Ogden. Okay. Um, okay. yeah. In Plain City. But I met Michelle on a gondola at Snow Basin. Oh, wow. Um, yep. Austin and Chase are friends. And so they kind of introduced us. Michelle was on skis at the time. So mm -hmm. yeah, we won't talk about that. <laughs> oh, really? She was on okay. skis. Um, <laughs> is that a thing? I didn't know that was a no. thing. No. I mean. I still ski every now and then. No, it's not it's a thing. I'm fun. just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we met and mm, I don't know. Michelle has a talent for making fast friends with, I think, just about everyone. And yeah. so we became fast friends. And we were interested in the same things. I think it was like around 2020, everyone picked up their skateboards again. And um, we wanted to skate, but the skate park is a scary place, I think, for anybody, not just women. And so we we started skating together, and that's 
Where's of, the skate park at in Oregon? Uh, it's right by the Lauren Farr swimming pool. Okay, that's where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's where that's where it all really kicked off. But Jess okay. is Jess is like my right right hand woman. <clears throat> has been there since the start, and kind of like my person. I bounce all my ideas off of. She shoots ideas at me. Um, but yeah, has been. So a, this is a been club. A yep. You're. Are you applying for nonprofit status? Yeah. So that's that's the end goal. Uh, right now, we're just trying to work through. It's it's a like from what I hear, it's a lot a long process. Can take up to a year. So we're just trying to get our finances in order so we can afford to, you know, go into that endeavor. Um, but yeah, like the Rose Club isn't a traditional club where you have to like join. It's just kind of a show up and you're in. Okay. Yeah. It's really not hard. So what's your... <laughs> just, just like you just, yeah, you're, you're in. You're, you're in, in the club. You're, everyone's in the club. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah. We're in the Rose Club. Like, like, I don't Alex, know if you Well, you, got, you guys are one of the gals now, you know. <laughs> yeah. One of the gals. I always wanted to be. This is good. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's the big vision for this in the future? Because this is, I mean, this wasn't the job you had dreamed of, or is it? And then, you know. Yeah, I mean, definitely definitely not what I ever thought I would ever end up doing. But I think it's something that kind of came across my plate. And I was like, wow, I really feel passionately about this. And same with Jess. And Why, why is that? What attracts you to this club and, and supporting women. Then? Yeah. So, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, I think the biggest, the biggest thing is just, um, like, I feel like me and Jess have similar childhoods, like where we grew up and we were always the tomboys of the group. And I think you have felt that same way as well. And we always were trying to prove ourselves to the guys and, you know, always trying extra hard, um, and never really had like other women that we could do things with, you know, it was always the dudes and, for me growing up in Ireland, there was never anything like skateboarding or obviously snowboarding. Um, and that's something like I always would see on TV and be like, oh, I wish I could do that. You know, that'd be so cool. And then even coming out here, um, you know, when I first started skateboarding, there wasn't really there wasn't really anyone that I was skateboarding with. And it's it's fun. It's great riding with the boys. You know, it's awesome. But they're so they're just at a different level. And you're just trying to learn how to push or ollie or, you know. And then I kind of figured out there was like a few other people who were doing the same thing. And I went to the skate park actually at Lauren Farr and there was a few local girls that were there. And right as I walked in, you know, I was kind of sheepishly hanging around watching Austin get after it. And they actually approached me, which I was nervous and they're definitely, they're younger than me. And they were like, oh my gosh, like, what are you, like, welcome. Like, what are you doing? What's your name? And I was like, wow, that was such a positive experience that I had from these local girls that came up to me. They didn't know me. They didn't have to come up and say hi. Mm -hmm. And they did. And I think that's kind of like what inspired the Rose Club is, is having that sense of community or having that sense of, you know, friend group when you go into a skate park. I think one of the main things that the Rose Club like tries to do and something that we really push for other people who are in the Rose Club is uh, when you see somebody enter a skate park, just go up and say, hey, ask them what they're working on. Ask them how long they've skated for. It's as simple as that because I think sometimes like just walking in the gate of a skate park can be pretty intimidating. And there's been many times where I've even gone to Salt Lake, had my skateboard and been like, I don't even know if I can get out of the car. You know, it's like pretty intimidating. People are like so much better than me. And it doesn't, it doesn't seem that inviting. So that was one of the main things with the Rose Club is I wanted to change that and, and make sure like, hey, when you skate with the Rose Club, you know, it's a group who actually care about you and want to make you get better and want to make you feel welcomed. Yeah, uh, good. I grew up, like a lot of kids, skateboarding. I was pretty heavy into it junior high. 
And then you get into high school. You get a dri- this thing called a driver's license, and the skateboard goes away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but my kid is is now trying to skateboard. So how? how and that I run into the, the exact same scenario you're talking about, only with kids because he's eight. Mm-hmm. And you go to the skate park, and all the kids are older, and they're all using language he hasn't heard. Well, he's heard it from my lips a few times, <laughs> but also he heard some things we don't know, we a don't talk about. Times. Yeah, yeah, a, a few, few times. times. This is a couple times. Oh my uh, gosh! But the content was the, the the surrounding content the kids were talking about was definitely different than what he hears at the house. Like, but um, so there's that when you go to a yeah. skate park, mm-hmm. uh, and and then there's just the fact that the kids there, kids who are probably in their 20s, are really good. And my son, who's eight, is trying to learn how to go down a hill. Um, So do you encourage kids as well to join the Rose Club, or is this adults only? Like, how does this work? I'll let you go for it, Jess. Everybody is welcome. I think that, like... Alex? Yeah, we're talking about you, Alex. (laughs) I think, (laughs) like I... What's funny is when he said, oh, you're going to have some skateboarders and snowboarders on tonight. I'm like, you couldn't have found anybody more opposite (laughs) than me. (laughs) That's okay. I I love you guys' story. I think it's awesome. I love all of this. Dude, we're going to get you at the skate park here this summer, dude. Hey, I'm... We'll get you some vans. Okay. We'll go to, we'll go to Crossroads. We'll yeah. go to Crossroads. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I think that something that we've heard a lot from people that have come and rode with the Rose Club is just how inviting the environment is. Like, I've experienced walking into a skate park, seeing women, and it's still being kind of... I mean, not very catty. welcoming. The, w- women are catty. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Some people not are Not very welcoming. Yes. Yeah. But we've had a lot of men come to the Rose Club events and just say that they've been intimidated to go into a skate park too. I think it's just a, it's an environment where gravity rules and to be a good skateboarder, you like really have to own it and it takes a lot of respect. And so to be owning it in a skate park feels really good, I bet, for the people that are doing it. So, um, so for the people that come to the Rose Club, it just can be such a nice, inviting experience to be able for anybody to skate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because like you said, you know, like y- your son is eight, right? It's it's gnarly to go because you're trying to find somewhere like, hey, I want to get better at skateboarding. Skate park's super, you know, there's like dudes killing it and there's skateboards flying Tray everywhere. flipping right by. <laughs> I'm intimidated. Yeah. Right. For God's sake. He wants me to take him to Crossroads because yeah. it's yeah. indoor and I'm like. It's, but he wants me to skate with him. Yeah. And that's the problem because right. I know just enough to get myself in trouble. Right. And and I'm like, I can't go to these skate These kids are so good. I feel goofy. You yeah. Know? And that's why, yeah. like, with the Rose Club, we first we started and we did, like, um, in the summers, we do Saturday skates. So we usually do them at 10. They go to, like, 10 to 12. But that's a, usually a pretty good time in the morning where it's still quiet enough at the skate park where there's not, you know, a lot of the skateboarders aren't up yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so the park is pretty quiet. But also, like... We kind of, when we go to a skate park, take up space, you know, we kind of like hold our ground and this is where we're going to be dropping in. This is where we're going to be rolling. If you got an issue with it, come talk to me. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to have an issue with you. Absolutely. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not after that look. Not after that look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys know. No. You guys but know. I did notice, so uh, I took my son to the, uh, what do you call it, the North Ogden Skate yeah. Park, which mm-hmm. I like. Yeah, it's great. Um, and guess who shows up? Tristan to film probably the best skateboarders in town. Yeah. And they did. They took over the park. Yeah. 
there, we had a little section on the side, mm -hmm. but I, I actually knew them, which is wild because I didn't think I knew any skateboarders <laughs> in town, but I knew them and I'm like, and, and it was respectful and it was great. And they sort of stayed out of the way because we were with like a posse of kids, yep. you know, and they didn't want anything to do with us <laughs> and we didn't want anything to do with them because they were clearly, clearly really good Getting and had their own it. lines and right. everything. And so, but, and that part was cool, but I did notice how, um, if a group good enough shows up, they can dominate a park pretty easily. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like sometimes when we, when we arrive at parks, like we'll, we do this annual skate trip to Montana and we do the evergreen parks. I don't know if you guys have heard of the evergreen parks. They're awesome. You should look them up. Look but them up. They're just like these parks that are built by this, this one company, Evergreen. I think, I think it's Evergreen yeah. Skate Parks or something, mm -hmm. but they build these like, like undulating parks. Like there's no real edges. They're just like oh, nice. rolling hills. But they're really awesome, so we'll do that trip. Like Ireland. Yeah, just it reminds me of home. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, they we go <laughs> we go to these parks, but we'll show up and there's like twenty five of us. And you know, it's pretty like it's it's a pretty big That's statement. A crew. You know? Yeah. Like you have yeah. twenty five women just come out yeah. of nowhere, you know, in yeah. these small towns in That's Montana. when Alex and I grab our skateboards and walk off. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it is. It's cool. There's strength in numbers. And I think that's like the biggest thing about the Rose Club is we just want to make sure people feel like they can have access to spaces like the skate park or snowboarding even like Jess and I are probably more snowboarders than we are skateboarders. And that's something we're really passionate about. And what we've been trying to focus on um, these last two years is trying to get people to the mountain. So we work very closely with Powder Mountain, who've been awesome. And we do cheap night, cheap ride nights um, up at Powder Mountain. And it just allows people who've never had the opportunity to ride at these mountains, you know, the opportunity to go up there. And if they need gear, we're always encouraging people to hit hit us up because we either have the gear or we know somebody who does have the gear. Yeah. Um, yeah. And same, we just had a ride a ride day last um, Saturday up at Powder Mountain, and it was awesome. We had seventy nine people register for the event, which was Whoa. insane to us. Yeah. We were like. Yeah. We planned and we we're like, oh, we'll have, you know, 12-ish people, Pancakes, all our friends, hot dogs, and they were just like, low-key, you know. Yeah. And then we saw there were 79 people. I was like, oh, my God, this is insane. Incredible. So where did, insane. That, where did that word get out on? Then Just Instagram, I think. Instagram. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of cool. I feel like we're starting to, like, feel like, you know, the word is just spreading naturally now. now mm -hmm. And we're not having to put in as much work. Like, we'll put out something and then it's just, it's spreading. And we have a lot of people from Salt Lake coming up you know, to ride with those, which is really cool. But So as a group, as a club, how do you stay non-clicky and open? I think, I think the, the one thing that we always preach, and it's something that I think Jess and I just are naturally like this, but we don't have any time for drama. We stay out of it. Um, we encourage a lot of the Rose Club people when they are at the skate park without the Rose Club to go up to people, say hi, ask them how they're doing, ask them what they're working on, if they need any help, just that kind of thing. And I think like the people that are in the Rose Club are definitely the biggest asset to the Rose Club. Absolutely. People showing up. And I think we've all experienced cattiness. We know what that like. We know what's that what that is like. But we also know what it's like just to be genuinely kind. And Michelle, myself, if anybody comes up to us, it's just kindness and literally stoke like yeah. growing up at powder mountain riding with only dudes saturday was just also so healing for me like riding with such a Good badass bro. group mm -hmm. of women is so fun we're all like on the same level trying the same tricks jumping off the same stuff um 
it's just so fun. So I think that stoke and that energy comes through in, in everybody, our, in our yeah. kindness, but also in everyone. Yeah, which is cool because, like, I feel like that's, you know, sometimes that's not the easiest. But I think just that's a really, really big part of the Rose Club is just promoting being kind to people and that thing. If you see somebody enter the gates of a skate park, we're kind of aggressively nice. Like, sometimes <laughs> I'm like, we are aggressive yeah. with the niceness. Like, yeah. we are like, come hang with us. Like, you know about the Rose Club? And yeah. I feel like they're probably like, whoa, this is insane. Right. But I feel like that's that's a way better way to be than the opposite, right? Sure. So, yeah, I think that's definitely a help. Is there a pledge? Absolutely. No, just kidding. <laughs> 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 I just, I didn't know what you had to do to no, yeah, be a member. Just you know? don't, just don't be, don't be Don't mean. be a dick. Yeah, don't okay. be a dick, yeah. Okay. I don't know if I was allowed to say that. But. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you can say whatever you want okay, on this sorry. podcast. Todd, you got any questions for these lovely ladies here in studio? Well, I do want to plug one thing um, that I'm sure the ladies are familiar with, and that is uh, so a project that I think we talked about it a few episodes back that I started with a few friends called uh, Salty uh, Magazine. Anyway, we had one of our contributors, Ian, which you guys know well, I'm sure. We love Wrote Ian. up a nice piece. Um, about the Rose Club and one of your trips up to Montana, I think from a few years ago. Yeah. And so you can find that amazing article and some really awesome photos on salty-mag.com. And then there is a chance, and you heard it here first, that that piece might make it into a print piece that we're trying to work wow. on too. Wow, so. exciting. Um, but yeah. it, it it's a really great story. Like it really is. Such, you have such a great story. Like I fell in love with all of you guys just back Back mm-hmm. when I heard about you through Ian, mm-hmm. so wow. yeah, well, Ian, um, we love Ian supporter. so much. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Isn't Ian he is great? Ian is like the and backbone McKenna, of the who Rose wrote Club. It, did so good. Yeah, McKenna is What's awesome. That? Ian is the backbone of the Rose Club. Ian's been at all the Rose Club meets I think since the start, and Ian is a, a, a big part of of like the the Rose Club's reputation. I think um, anyone who meets Ian, I feel like feels welcomed in and feels like they're a part of the group. Um, and I think that's a credit to Ian's personality. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's... Yeah, he does not have an aggressive vibe, that guy. <laughs> Absolutely not. He's the best, but he's also such a shredder. Like, yeah, have you guys, the most have you guys amazing seen Ian skateboarder, skate? amazing snowboarder. Oh, there's been some... Yeah, he's really good. No, so I saw the insane. photos. Did, did Cam do a photo yeah, shoot with him? That was amazing. Those photos Beautiful. are amazing. Yeah, super yeah. cool. Yeah, Ian's the best. But yeah, that, that 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 was the Montana trip that was in that article, and that article was super special to us. And the drawings, Ian passed around a notebook, and we all got to draw different pictures that represented that trip, and those made it into the article, which is pretty cool. So we were stoked that Salty Mag did that. Do you have any events coming up you want to plug, or and or how can we follow the Rose Club? Yeah, well, one of our next events is um, we're actually partner, partnering with Ogden Avalanche, um, on the 24th and 25th, we're doing a Backcountry 101 class, um, which is definitely geared towards anybody who kind of wants to get into the backcountry who's never done it before. Um, it's very cheap compared to some of the other classes that are out there. Um, and if you guys want any more information on that, just go to our Instagram page and click the link in the bio and you can sign up for that. And then one of our big events of the year is the Backyard Jam, which is up at Powder Mountain um, March 11th. And that's, yeah, if you haven't been to it, you should go to it. It's a great time. 
it's good vibes. Usually there's sunshine. Um, but yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's great. But yeah, same with that. We're going to be posting about that very soon on our Instagram with more details on how you can sign up. Um, and we have a website. It's the, it's like www.the-rose-club.com. I bet if you just Google it, we'll find all the things we need to know. Mm-hmm. I think so. Hopefully okay. we're like the first. Yeah. Oh, one last there. question, Brandon. Yeah. Um, so late night at IHOP, what do you guys talk about? What's your like five-year plan? <laughs> What's your two-year plan? Like how would you like to see things sort of shake out? Because I'll tell you what, I worked out in Salt Lake. I live in Ogden. I'm involved in both places. And Rose Club is word of mouth. Like you – can't believe, and you probably have an idea, but even further than what you might think. And so, um, I'm sure at this point you're trying to be a little bit strategic about some of your decisions you're making. And so, what do we have to look forward to? What can we all collectively do to help? Yeah, wow, big question. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the next thing that's like the biggest thing on our radar is getting the the nonprofit status. That would be huge for us. Um, we've been working with a lot of bigger brands, which has been really fun because bigger brands mean we can have bigger impact in what we do. Um, I think the same thing is, is true. We just want to get more people into these spaces and just create more welcoming spaces. Yeah, um, that's, that's what I was going to add too. It's just the feeling that the Rose Club gives to us, if we can have more people experience that. And again, just to, to reiterate, that's, um, women, um, non-binary, trans, men, any, like, we are not just a, a women's club. We are female-focused. Absolutely. Um, because they seem to be a minority in these spaces, but yet it's really, really for everyone. So sharing that feeling that you get when you do come to an event, and I encourage everyone to come to one of our events because it is visceral. It is, like, it is such a, an experience that you have to feel. Um, and so, yeah, other than... What Michelle said, just growing that feeling and that impact, which yeah. we just have putting some... on more events, I think. Right. Yeah. yeah the events have been like the biggest success for us because it just it can reach out to like that that many more people. Um, and then, yeah, ways you can support is just resharing our events and getting getting the word out. We just want to see more people involved. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much for yeah. coming on the podcast. We also have in studio Alex Hoover, who. Alex, we, we're, we're out of time, buddy. <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> That's okay. It's, That's, it's honestly, it's fine. I, I, next time. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed <laughs> listening to these guys. We're these talk, guys we're talking. These ladies are awesome. Well, yeah. we're excited to hear about you next well, time. Oh. We, we talked about that already. Well, it, out of the trailer. We're good. I think you got more. Yeah, yeah. You got more. No. no, okay. My only request is that. Michelle talks in her hard ink, her oh, hard God. Irish accent. Oh, don't accent. say the English. Rest, oh no! English, yeah. Oh no! Sorry. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Screwed up. Little faux pas. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. My yeah. only request yeah. is uh, Michelle might pours us some Jameson shots as we're listening. To <laughs> I'm trying Alex. to hide it up there, Alex. Yeah, I, yeah. Feel free. I still have to drive home. You, yeah. You one Uber. shot. One, one shot. shot. Uh, Alex, are you convinced? Are you gonna? Skateboard soon? Yeah. Yeah. So no, 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 I'm not going to do that anytime soon. But honestly though, like these guys, the ladies stories is great. I mean, if I was, to me, what you, what you're all about is just humans being good to humans is what it's about. And that that to me is what is awesome about that whole thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's good to hear. Good. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, well, we've established that. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) 
You you do some pretty cool things too. Well, you want to talk about that? I'm. I don't know. You said we were on time, right? <laughs> oh, don't, don't listen to me. <laughs> I don't like uh, talking about myself. I'm not even sure why I'm here. Oh, like, well, because I invited you and yeah, you agreed. Yeah. And and you said, let me shower first. And it was yeah. like three o'clock in the afternoon. So I don't know what you're doing with your life. But hey, that seems hey. pretty good life. So <laughs> yeah. well, some it's because people... he was up on the mountain. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah. let's see. Oh, it's three o'clock. I got to shower first. I'm like, Thank you. Oh, first I of all, I showered and, um, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> once a week, long? right? Yeah, yeah, once a week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you are, uh, are my our neighbor here, um, right? Right on the other side of this trailer, and you have these wonderful <clears throat> photos. Neighbor. Yeah, great neighbor, our favorite neighbor because you're never here. Um, <laughs> yeah, <'cause> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Austin was great too, but he made a lot of noise when he was here sometimes. So, and he, and he does, he does work with you. He does do yeah. work with me. Yeah. Yes. So yes. explain what, here's what I want to know. Do you recall the day where you were like, oh man, those horses are gorgeous. <laughs> I need to go take some photos of them. Like how did that happen? <laughs> well, so it's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of a longer story as far as that goes. I, I, I got all night. You got, yeah. I don't know about these ladies. We have all night. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Alex, yeah. keep it short, buddy. Keep it short. <laughs> <laughs> so why isn't Todd here? I know. I, I know. I'm so disappointed that he's not here right now. So I can look him in the eye. <laughs> I'm not even turning my screen towards. No. You. <laughs> yeah. no. No. I I I actually got into photography in a kind of a, I don't know. It was just a weird way. I like my kids back in the day. I used to have an old flip phone that. You know, I mean, we all did. Yeah, we all. <laughs> me and you were about the same age. You know what I mean? We had yeah. all the same technology about the same time, and I they they fought me. They're like, "Oh, Dad, you'll love a flip phone or a, a smartphone or whatever." Yeah. I'm like, I don't, "I don't need a smartphone. The flip phone's fine. I'm doing great." <laughs> and they're like, "And I, then we went in to get new phones, and the phone company was like, we don't sell flip phones anymore.'" What? So, yeah. So, <laughs> what? Plot. No, that was the thing. <laughs> that was the thing. Yeah, and I'm like, "What? Are you kidding me?" I'm like, "Fine, give me this phone or whatever." iPhone one. Could have been. <laughs> Let's could go. Have been. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> it probably was not. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And it had a camera on it. And I actually started playing around with a camera on my phone is mm -hmm. how my photography photography career took off. Okay. Yeah. I just started like taking pictures while I was out doing stuff. And then I just post them randomly or whatever on social media and different things. And yeah. people started getting a lot of reaction from them. And I got started having fun and I, I, I'd always tell a story with them or what I was doing or this and that. And pretty soon things just kind of started snowballing. And next thing you know, I get a bigger camera, better camera, more and more into it, getting more feedback, getting way, you know, <clears throat> and then one day I was up at my buddy's ranch up in just East of Ogden and Woodruff about 50, 60 miles and I was on the river fishing and I had my camera with me and a couple of horses came down to the river and just started drinking out of the river. And I was like, oh, I took out my camera and just started taking pictures. And What? Can we talk about what camera did you have first? So first? I, I had the cam uh, the Canon 70D is what I had. That's okay. what I started with. Okay. Yeah, just a kit lens. And just started taking pictures of the horses and I got home and downloaded them into Lightroom. Hey. And started messing around. And, was, there, uh, was there a Lightroom yeah, we discussion little, that yeah. I missed? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you did. You mm -hmm. missed it. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, and 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 I just realized I was like, holy cow, this is I love this. Like mm. I've I've taken because I fly fish a bunch. I do a lot of other stuff, but like the horse thing, just my background and my 
everything that I do, it just connected with me. And I just started taking more and more and more. And as far as the wild horses go, I, it's a funny story too. Like I never thought that I never set out to take wild horse pictures. I just, I was always interested. I talked to people that had gone, gone out. I started following people on social media that were wild horse photographers and same thing, just started thinking, wow, this is neat. I like, I want to try it. And I went out to the West Desert probably, I don't know, five or 10 times and seen maybe two or three horses the whole time <laughs> I was out there. No, literally. And I was like, but I just kept going back because I was interested. And <clears throat> finally on one day I went out and I seen a horse, he was walking along the road and, and he was, looked like he was going somewhere. So I just started, <laughs> no, and I was like, he's on a mission. Yeah. And, and, and the funny thing was, is I actually recognized him from the social media posts from other photographers oh, that wow. I followed. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, I know that horse, you know? And I like, well, he might be going he's somewhere. Jim. Yeah. No, he was. Yeah. Jim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was the old man. He was a gray horse, but he had been around forever and he was just like a now, famous now, wild horse. Yeah. Now for those listening who don't understand, these are wild horses correct in the middle of where utah so they're just west of tooele okay yeah, what, why, the why are Desert. they wild out there well because nobody owns them <laughs> good answer but like <laughs> good but but like this is the west in other words some people don't understand like well, there are wild horses out here so, yeah so yeah okay so do you want me to go into that aspect yeah so yeah okay so <clears throat> there are actually so i cracked I a joke that didn't go over well the other day i learned my lesson <laughs> with who with you what did you say uh, oh, with the feral, yeah, the, the feral, feral thing, yeah. yes, yeah. Yes. So, so that's another podcast. I understand. Like, oh, oh, it was no. not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a whole other thing that I try and stay completely out of. Okay, and that 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 would take hours. To okay, cover that. okay. But the wild horses in the yeah. West. So the wild yeah. horses in the west. Are, so, in oh, I'm trying to think where to even start. I don't know, but we have Dead Horse Point. Yeah, but that there's no wild that, horses on Dead. Horse. No, they all died. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in a short form, the wild horses where I take pictures west of Tooele, they, uh, they were descendants of, they started probably when the Spanish came to North America, Okay, started conquering. You said probably, we don't know for sure. Well, no, it, it is. I mean, that's when okay. the, that's when the horses were reintroduced okay. to North America is when the Spanish. I've came. just heard stories that they were somewhere here anyway. No, no, before no, the no, not that before not the Spanish. That is not true. Okay. Yeah. So like a million years ago, there was a form of the horse that like died the off. unicorn. I understand. Yeah. The unicorn. Yeah. Checks out. Checks out. Yeah. Checks okay. out. Yeah. Okay. Where's Google? Let's Google that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. There was not horses in North America okay. before the Spanish came across. And then once they came across and started conquering North America and moving north is how they became, the horses became more of a prominent figure in the west in, okay. in america and and then since then like once native americans acquired horses and started gathering they their lives changed and then the the ranchers that came west the cavalry that came west the miners that came west all those horses as they eventually they here or there they would get turned loose or get away and they would become just i mean some people say feral but to me like they're part of they're ingrained in the american west what, what's the definition concerned. difference yeah. between feral and like a wild horse? well they want to so some people would consider wild as being uh native to oh an area like okay. you know like say like elk are native to america buffalo are native to Bison. north america whatever <laughs> we all get the point <laughs> yeah yeah no one likes the guy that corrects <laughs> nobody does yeah. Yeah. yeah anyway yeah so 
and but what I would say though is I I argue that in the sense that like like brown trout aren't native to right. North America that, that, either, and it, neither are and rainbow fishermen trout. Get into these arguments all the time. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so yeah, it's kind of yeah. like it's one of those things. To to me, what those horses represent to me is just our history and part of who we are as Americans and the West and how it was settled, and they deserve a spot in the American West as far as that goes you know and, yeah. and, and i think the horses that i photograph are like great ambassadors for the american west and what has come of it and the history and things like that and so is that why you're you prefer to take photos of of those types of horses or is it because they're unpredictable because they're wild you know it's funny because i i guess to me like when i'm out with those horses i feel that's where i feel like it's not that i belong because i have a lot of other horse interests too and a lot of background in other areas of the horse world mm -hmm. but i'm like i love it out there like mm -hmm. i love being out in the middle of nowhere i love being alone with those horses i love like being in the west desert i mean it like and it's nerdy and sometimes i even feel like kind of weird to say stuff like but like it's like so romantic to be out there and yeah. enjoy like those spaces and and be with those horses and like they 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 get to just be horses, you know, the, my, my day to day world. Horses, I love that so much. They, no one tells those horses how to live no, on the daily, don't. you they, know, they don't, but the yeah. horses that I, that I work with day to day and the world that I'm in day to day, everybody tells those horses every move they're going to make, mm -hmm. you know, and that's okay too. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying it's such a release to me to like be able to go out and be with them and not have to worry about, I mean, cause I shoot horses as well as do the photography and like, I don't have to worry about those horses, you know, being good to shoot. I don't have to worry about them being sound. I don't have to worry about anything other than just enjoying their presence, I guess, in a sense. And I guess that's a draw to me, you know? And then when I, when I take the pictures and I get home and I look at them, I'm like, holy cow, you know, like, this is awesome, you know? Yeah. So, well, uh, I went to school of photography. Did you go to school of photography or just your sister? My sister did. Okay, okay. Um, I was in school with Jess's sister. We found, we found out, apparently. Uh, so how did, and I learned a, a few things in school. It's important, but I mean, now there's YouTube and all the other things. So how did you get good at photographing yeah, horses? Yeah. So everything in my life up to this point, I've, I'd go full head on. Like I, my wife drives my wife crazy. Poor girl, like has had to deal with me forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, so when, once I got into the, the better cameras, the better gear, I just started getting online basically, mm -hmm. you know, and started I, I like I have like I don't know I've got like have you ever heard of lynda.com or like they're, they're online courses that like specialize in photography or different things and I just buy them every year and like I just spend tons of time listening to them and then I had another and I any photographer that I could get a hold of and pick their brains I would do that too and I still do that because I still just want to know I mean everybody you know what I mean? You just like, you can learn from everybody. And so, but yeah. mostly it's, I guess in a way, I hate to say self-taught because I don't think anybody really is, but like, I just get into it. I, I watch tons of YouTube, tons of, you know, and then yeah. I practice a ton. Like I'm always trying to practice. Do you have a style stuff. or would you say that you have a look that you like? Uh, I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. I've never really thought, I guess to me, it just comes out and what you'd produce, I guess, mm -hmm. you know, I don't ever, I never think of myself or I never think about like, I want this style. Like it's not, I just like what feels good to me and what drives me to like, and I'm like, get excited about that's, that's the style, I guess. So you produce, I mean, wonderful, beautiful photos, um, fine art stuff. How do you, 
when did you start pricing and selling imagery and yeah. and how are you how do you see that going in the future? Yeah, yeah. So I hopefully great. In the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I don't know. I you know honestly, a lot of it comes from social media. Just people request. Like, you got like seventeen thousand followers on Instagram. What happened there? Yeah, I don't know. I, are you down? <laughs> I don't. I, honestly, like I yeah, try I'm to impressed. Put, it's I know, great. but I don't try to put too much into that. You okay. know what I mean? Like because yeah. I just do. Like, you, do you think it helps? Those are horse bots. They're oh, they're horse bots. Oh, That's true. They're horse bots. <laughs> the horse bots. They're everywhere these days. Do, do they help sell? I, I would ever? say 90% of what I sell is almost because. Are you serious? I swear to you because of social media. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. No, it is. It's a powerful yeah. tool. Like, yeah. you know, and I, and I, I try not to put too much emphasis on it, but it, like, really, that's where a lot of those sales come from. And, and most of the time, it's people that I don't even like, honestly, they'll just be like, they'll message me on instagram hey can i get this print you know or this or that and so i followed you and then other horse because instagram because the algorithm works right other horse accounts come up or whatever <laughs> and there was this other guy who was he has a crap ton of followers he's also from ogden from plain city or whatever oh, wow. uh, and, which we talked about who was that guy yeah, chris dickinson i think is who you're chris dickinson of. yeah yeah i'm like and then i'm like oh my god it's it's a whole culture oh like, it's a whole thing so to me like just like these girls in their their ski, the skiing and the snowboarding thing the <laughs> horse culture the horse world is exactly the same yeah right like now, there's drama everywhere oh, doesn't 100%, matter percent <laughs> yeah okay and that's what these guys were you know when they were talking about that stuff i was just thinking to myself like oh it's just like the whole world humans are humans right yeah. i mean yeah. at the end of the day like it doesn't matter like where you're from what you do like walking into that skate park and being intimidated yeah do you know like how hard it is to like is it you know like when i back when i rodeoed and around like people you'd walk into an arena and every, you know like you were so outclassed like so we were talking earlier about like i grew up in ogden uh -huh. inner ogden i didn't have any horses i didn't get into any of that till i started hanging around with my wife and her family and they introduced me into all that and i just I loved it. Like I ever, I've always loved horses. Like horses have always been my thing. Just like you were saying, wanting to be in the mountains. You yeah, know? that's cool. Horses have always been my thing. And so when I got that opportunity, I just took it and ran. But I can tell you, like walking into those situations, like there was kids that would have like, you know, families that have had generational oh, yeah. type best, things, especially right? in that world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and then here's this kid from the city that has like no family. My parents never went to road. They never, I mean, not that they didn't want it. It just wasn't their thing. Yeah, you know right, what I mean? Right. Just, well, cause every time Michelle gets made fun of cause she can't land a trick, she's like, let me show you my seven iron. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, like, no, exactly. I go the drivers. <laughs> dry, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah. that's legit though, right? No, you know? absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, I think that's definitely very similar. Yeah, and so that's kind of how I got you know i just and then i just i don't know the photography thing has just started to evolve where now it's like it's such a like intense passion in my life that like i can't like it's all i think about mm. you know what i mean like i do other things because i have to but it's all i think about you know what i mean besides fishing i love to fish so <laughs> fishing. yeah yeah okay so if you yeah. could be a pro fisher person well, or well the funny thing is is i actually thought i would do a lot more fly fishing photography and stuff like that yeah but what happened was is every time i was would go fishing i could not put the fly rod down and go fishing yeah, or to take pictures you know what right. i mean yeah so when i'm out with the horses that's the other thing is like i'm when you're fishing you're fishing that's right okay and then when i'm doing photography i'm dialed in yeah you know what i mean and so yeah yeah, yeah. and so that's that's kind of how my brain works do you have you any know? tips for anyone who wants to start photographing nature wild animals well, in as, general as far as wild I, like animals, i love going to yellowstone 
I took all these photos. Yeah, but yeah. none of them have animals. You will notice, in yeah, because they're well, hard to capture. They are hard to capture. Yeah. And to me, the the one thing that a lot of people don't understand is like how much time I spend out there with horses. Like I'll go out there and not see horses for all day, maybe. Mm. You know what I mean? And I might get. They might come out. They might. We might cross paths at the very end of the day, and I get half an hour to shoot pictures you know what i mean and and that's just a chance you take when you go out because they don't they're wild i mean they just like they and it's amazing how you don't pose them i try remember that yeah. more main that, that, that good, made me laugh I, I was more main more main <laughs> yeah. yeah that was pretty good but alex i could get that i understand that like we'll we'll like we'll chat for about an hour and we'll get about 10 minutes of usable content so <laughs> <laughs> same thing same exact same thing. thing yes yes <laughs> yeah but no I, I spend a lot of time out on the desert yeah i think I, people don't see that you no. know like they see the pretty photo yeah and, you know but they don't see the hours that yeah no went into that no there's days i spend i mean i'll spend 12 hours and and there's a lot of times like just like with wildlife too you know you'll you might find them but they're not doing anything <laughs> Yeah. Honestly, like it's like looking at a not horse out in the cool shit. No, they're not doing the cool <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, so I just sit there. Wait, and, what's you know, cool shit when they're rearing up and stuff? Yeah, like or when they're any kind of activity, right? So like anytime they're interacting yeah. is what I really try and try and capture because that's to me that's the essence of what I'm trying to find is like a story, some kind of a, you know, something that excitement. Yeah, excitement or something people can catch, you know? I mean, and to me with the horses like any movements, they got but I I do have a lot of horse a lot of horse pictures where they're not doing anything, but maybe they have a good backdrop or maybe they're just neat looking horses that I just dial in on and I'm like, "I am going to photograph this horse <laughs> until I get some pictures that I like." You know what I mean? And that's that's how a lot of them come about too. You know, I get I go out there and if I do happen to find them pretty early, in the day, I, there's just horses that have that look or things that have that look that I'm just trying to get the best picture that I possibly can, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. What's your Instagram? <clears throat> it's images by Alex Hoover. And it's 1-0. Correct. Images by Alex. There's no underscores or anything? No. Okay. No, I got on that early. <laughs> images by Alex Hoover, H-O-V-E-R. Who's an account or a photographer you follow that you've learned the most from, or you find, you take inspiration from? Oh, I didn't. Even, wish you'd asked me that earlier. So oh, I, sir, I didn't send that. you the pre notes. Yeah, <laughs> dang it. We never do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I I don't know that I have necessarily one. I, I follow a lot actually because I I like. I don't know a lot of the a lot of the wild horse photographers. You know we. I, Wait, time out. There's a lot of wild horse photographers, oh, not just horse, tons, but wild horse. Tons, tons of wild horse okay. photographers. So, what? Yeah. How do you separate yourself from those others? Uh, I don't know. I think I have a little different look. Like, so here's here's one thing that I would say, and and it's not taking anything away from other wild horse. Oh, because I'm good. <laughs> yeah. No. No. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's, here's the, the here's thing. the yeah. Let's break it down. <laughs> I actually take good photos. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna try. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> He's like step one. Take yes. good photos. <laughs> yeah, that's that's as easy as that is, right? But it's step true. One. You have to take a good. Your photos are beautiful. Yeah. So I, I I guess to me maybe the thing that maybe would separate me from other wild horse photographers in general is I've noticed that a lot of them aren't horse people. They're not like I mean I've yeah I'm like born. Or not born, but I've ever since I was 13 years old, I've been around horses every day of my life, 
almost every interaction I have has to do with horses. Yeah. And and that's not common. Like horse people aren't generally into wild horses. I think they're curious. No, but that gives you a different eye than someone who's looking at it from a different photographer. Like if like if I'm really good at taking photos of landscape or wild animals, I'm going to approach it differently than you. Maybe I'm going to see different stuff than you. hundred percent. Like I I understand like what a good horse photo looks like. Yeah. How they stand, what's good, what's wrong, like their postures, their their movements, different things like that. I think that maybe helps me a little bit. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Well, I I would think someone who understands horses would be would gravitate more to your work than maybe someone else's. Yeah. That, Do you find that? That's for another podcast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. The next one. Okay. Yes, that's for the uh, Do you guys have questions yeah. for Alex? Yeah, I I have one. I just I, I I'm curious to know like how you found like the confidence to decide one day like hey, I want to get a studio space like when when did that click with you and when did you say okay this is actually a thing and i feel confident about my work and i i'm gonna make that leap you know and i would go back to the, as far as everything that i've done in my life i don't know that i've ever it, it's not that i i just always known what i've wanted to do mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i guess for some reason like and i think my past like i've, I've been embarrassed a lot mm-hmm. i've failed a lot i've gotten beat down a lot but you just get back up and keep going right and so to me as far as confidence goes it's just like the next step i Mm -hmm. guess for me it wasn't even like a confidence like my work is great it's nothing like that it's just like okay if this is what because i mean back to like taking pictures like i i like that's this is the rest of my life this is what i'm gonna do and i and i i don't have anything else so i have to make money with this Mm -hmm. i have to make it a career of some sort and make it produce for myself and so to me, it was just like the next step. Okay, where do we go from here now? We, you know, and, and I needed a place to display all the artwork and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, and to me, it's like, it, it's not so much confidence, it's just like the next step. Like it just made sense. It just made sense. Yeah. And like, you know, like, like, I guess not being afraid of being embarrassed and somebody coming and looking at your work and being like, oh, it sucks, but who gives a shit, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, like, at the end of the day, like, like, who cares? I mean, like, everybody, everybody's so different. Everybody right. has such different... Wait, has somebody told you that? What? Has what someone part? been cri- pretty critical of your work? I don't know, not to my face, but I'm sure that <laughs> On they Instagram? Do. Oh, I've had people on Instagram, but not, I mean, yeah. you know, I mean... I mean, that's different. cheating because it's, it's separated from you face to face, but... Yeah, I, I wouldn't say face to face, but I, I mean, I'm sure that it happens. You know what I mean? Like, it's just part of life. Like, things don't like, appeal to everybody. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't appeal to everybody, and that's okay too. And, and I'll give you an example. Like, as far as like the horse world goes, like because the world that I'm from, again, like <clears throat> wild horses aren't so much a part of the world that I'm from. They kind of almost look down on them in a way because they're not the best bred horses. They're not, you know, the highest fanciest looking horses mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so. You know, I, I know that there's people out there that are like, oh, who gives a shit, you know, about that kind of stuff or whatever. But but to me, it interests me. It's like, I feel like I belong in that. Well, like, that means out. something. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. That it interests you. And well, that's yeah, all that sure. should matter. Well, sure. But I mean, I'm also, but I'm also, okay, let me give you a great, like, <laughs> I'm just trying to think <laughs> of an example. Let me yeah. Break, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it'd be like, so you guys like getting into the snowboarding and the skiing and stuff like that. And then like the level of like skater that comes in and kicks you out of the park or whatever is like and then you just like i don't know what do you it just kind of makes you feel less than because you're in you're not the greatest whatever you know Mm -hmm. you know it's the same thing like Mm -hmm. the horses they just like they're not i mean 
I, I think some people do, but some people don't, you know what I mean? And so maybe I fight that in my own head in a lot of ways, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I don't know. This is like, well, we're all insecure at some. Yeah, exactly. We all have insecurities. Yeah. yeah. And as far as like, you know, I don't know. I just think that like, like if I think if people want to do something, they should just do it. Like you got to yeah. stick to what you love. Yeah, and it, who and cares? that translates the yeah. best. It's like I can see your passion, you know, like Absolutely. through your photos and through your voice, um, and you know you can I'm sure hear our passion too. It's sure. like that sure. that comes across, and it won't resonate with everyone. But the people that it does resonate with, that's when it's That's all special. you're looking for, right? Absolutely. Like, it's all that matters at it, the end of the it day. It does. And I truly, truly believe that because I'm like, I've just been around enough to know that like, you're not going to impress everybody. Absolutely. And I don't care who you are. Like, like, and I, and I actually plug my Instagram. <laughs> I had a story about this Please the other do. day because I, I, that's what I was saying. Like, I've literally never heard of, uh, uh, what's her name? The, oh crap. Who is it? A, per, a famous. We person. talked about this the we other did? day. What's her name? I don't the know. Big, the big superstar lady. Beyonce. Uh, not Beyonce. Good guess. <laughs> Lots of Grammys. Lots of Grammys. She was at the Grammys. What's? Oh, Taylor, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. God, I don't know why that lost. But anyway, I've never heard a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> uh -huh. and she's gigantic, but I've never heard of her. Right. So what difference does it make? Right. right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Everybody's just got to find their people like you guys are trying to right. find. Absolutely. And I feel like that's the important thing. And being good humans. Like being good human is way more important to me than any of this other stuff. I think that's, know? yeah, I think that's something that we've, we've learned in the last few years. Yeah. It's just kind of, you got to stick to your lane and do what makes you happy. And, you know, I think as long as you're doing that, usually it translates and affects other people in good ways so. yeah whether you know it or not right, right? absolutely you know I mean? alex like, though one thing we do have to find your one taylor swift song okay i'm not sure what that is I, be the yet. only taylor <laughs> I, this is the, I, my kid my wife and my kids because i told them this the other day they're like oh you've heard taylor swift songs i'm like well i didn't know if it, i didn't know if it was a taylor swift song <laughs> No, I want to find one that like you connect with. Oh, that like I connect. Yeah, with. that speaks to you. That speaks to me. That we'll make just me start sending you one is, a day. Like one that I that, <laughs> that would that would like make me want to go to one of her concerts. Yeah, is that what it There's is? So maybe like, not, but I'll bet you'll find one that you connect with. See? That you just she like you know you get in the car, all. you throw it on, you bop your head a little hey, bit. We all have, like, I have a Taylor Swift story. <gasps> oh, well, go ahead. I want to hear Let's it. Hear Did it. you? I was watching the Country Music Awards, mm -hmm. and she had a song that mentioned Tim McGraw. Mm -hmm. It was one of her first breakout songs. It's the only yeah. song I've heard. So you have. So I have, have that one song. Okay. Oh, okay. But guess, so. <laughs> closet she, Taylor Swift. Closet. <laughs> no, I, I do have some closet. I am, I'm a closet. I got, my music is everywhere, but yeah, go ahead. Okay, yeah. so during that awards ceremony, she's on stage singing this song, and she gets. She walks down the stairs. She goes into the audience. Walks over to Tim McGraw, face sitting right next to Tim, and she puts her hand out and sh to shake Tim's hand. And she says, "Hi, I'm Taylor." And I lost it. Oh. Because that, the world shifted. Like she just took over country music. It went from Tim McGraw. When to was her, that? To her. I think I might have heard. Probably that. ten plus years ago. It it's been a while. Yeah. 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 But I'm like. I said to my wife, I'm like, dude, this was huge. This was huge. Huh. And it was as simple as like a handshake to the man. And she just took over. It was wow. wild. Yeah, huh. it was if you can go back and watch it on YouTube. Probably won't. <laughs> probably won't. But it's we'll awesome. Send it,
I actually, I, I have some curiosities. Oh, good. I'm so. Your mic, um, your mic is now in your face. So oh, you, okay. Yeah, scoot you, yeah, there you go. I'll have yeah. some better posture here, but I'm so fascinated by the horses themselves. And we were talking about it a little bit before this podcast, but um, I just, I really love that you say that it's romantic and I'm such a feeler. I'm a crier, but like, I love the, the energy that I'm sure that, that they bring and if anyone has seen your photos and for the audience listening um alex's photos have such bold energy these animals and these creatures are just vibrant and so i'm just curious about um more about like your experience about being around these animals and also how many of them are there like what's it what's it like out there yeah yeah so that's the unique thing about the the herd that I do go to the Anaki. They call it, they're the Anaki, is what they're called. They have so all the BLM has established like 177 herd management areas across the West between Wyoming, Utah, Colorado, Nevada, Oregon, and a few. Like there's one that splits Wyoming and Montana, and a few that split Oregon and. Uh, California and there's a few, I guess there's a few others in Southern California and whatnot but but anyway this unique herd is <clears throat> they're they're actually they travel together so there's more or less most of the time when you go out there probably 100 to 150 horses in a wow. one big herd and so it's unique in that regard that like you get to watch those herd dynamics just unfold in front of you and that is the amazing part to me the like Horses just like doing horse things, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, they do. It's it's yeah. intense. It's an intense thing. Like horses are crazy. Like, like they fight. They fight constantly. The studs do. You know what I yeah. mean? The stallions and they they protect their mares. They they fight off other stallions. There's bachelor stallions constantly challenging the older stallions for their mares and places in the herd and different things and like that. And that is the most fascinating thing to me in the world to watch. You know, watch it all unfold in front of you. And those, those are what make some of the great photographs that I've got. Totally. It's know? like being able to go to the African safari and actually sure. see these sure. amazing creatures in real yeah. life. But it's yeah. kind of in our backyard. Yeah, it is in our backyard. And it's like, I don't know, being a horse person to me, like like I said, like on a daily basis, I watch horses just do what humans want them to do. Every step of their day is dictated by a human. But when you go out with them those horses do what horses do naturally. And it's, it's really just like a, it's relaxing to me to just watch them do what they do, you know? And, and I, I think it's fascinating to watch nature do what it does, you know? And, and like, every time I go out, I see something different. You know, I see something new. I see the horse reacts a different way or, a, you know, or like a couple of times that I've been out there, I've, I've got pictures of horses that just like have chunks of their neck just hanging off of them. Oh my God. Yeah, no, I can show you guys. They're wild. Yeah, no. That's so well, early. But they're so, I mean, they're so violent towards right. each other, but that they know no different. Like it's nothing that like, like I, and that's the other thing. And this is the corniest thing as far as when it comes to like, like I think humans, I, I don't know. There's like horses are just like a tough creature that like to mm -hmm. exemplify what, being tough is all about you know what i mean and then the other thing is too is like like i don't see like with animals especially wild horses they don't they don't have grudges they don't hold you know they're not like if they get beat up one day they're like oh i'm gonna get back at that guy it's just it's just a matter of like okay i gotta come back tougher or something you know what i mean and like just that nature that just that raw 
I don't know, you know, it just, it, I love it. Cause I feel like that. I mean, that's just the way I, I look at life, you know, it's like I've had to fight for everything I've ever had. And so, and so do they, you know? And so I feel like I'm just like maybe a little more relatable to that scenario than I am Part with of like, nature. yeah. And, and I don't like, like you were talking earlier, no drama, like, like there's horse drama, but I don't feel like it's the same. Like when things are over, it's over. Right. Yeah. And you just move on to the next thing. You know. What oh I mean? my God! I wish we were all like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Ugh. Like that's maybe like that's a moment, and then it's done. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? Like it, honestly, drama sucks. It does suck, and I yeah. don't do good with it. And I've never have. Like I've never, like it never. It, it, I just I'm I I shy away from it. I don't like it. I, I have like a feeling it. Michelle doesn't like it either. I'm like literally this like you're saying everything that (laughs) I'm really bad at it and I am like I like you said I shy away from it I'm just like not good at it I am not either and maybe that's part of the problem I'm not good at it you know what I mean but like but that's the truth though like you know I go out there with them and I just get to see the like uh, and this is going to be the corniest thing you've heard all night but I someday I like that you're upping the corny level yeah as as it goes yeah but I, so there's, the, I mean, I I would be a wild horse, hands down, in a, in a second. It. You know what I mean? Like honestly, like yeah. the lives that they live is like I could live that way. Yeah. Just like I would fight for whatever. I would like like they live in like minus twenty degree temperatures to all the way to one hundred and ten. The feed isn't always good. They have to travel a lot. The walk. I mean, this is like everything about it. The hardiness of what they represent to me is like the greatest human experience you could have. Because it's like, it's awesome. Like, I don't know. You know, people that have to struggle, I guess I I find more interesting than people that don't. Right, absolutely. You know what I mean? The people that like actually push themselves, the people that actually suffer, that can handle sacrifice. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that is more respectable to me than people that don't, I guess. And that's what draws me to it. Well, I have to say that I think a lot of that emotion comes through in your photos. And it, I, I just feel like you can... You can see your passion through your photos, and so I, I wanted to ask a little bit oh, more no, about good. that. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. So my my uh, website is imagesbyalexhoover.com. <laughs> imagesbyalexhoover. <laughs> imagesbyalexhoover.com. Yeah. Order all the Sorry. things. Yeah, uh, I, our old yeah. ex- next-door neighbor, Austin, does print some he does of your do images, print. which he did. is nice, he did. on uh, metal. And then they're not all they're not all on metal, but some of them are. But I do. Pre- I love metal, and I yeah. think I've, I've been getting a lot of feedback about the metal prints. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people really like the metal, yeah. so I could really see kind of going down those roads yeah. with the metal prints. Beautiful prints. Yeah. And uh, is there a price range you want to give out? As far well as. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much you got? How much you got? How, what's listed over there? Do you? I mean, I I go from a, like so. I have a printer at my house that I actually print people just off my own little printer. That's like a thirteen by nineteen's like sixty five seventy bucks, oh, okay. and then all the way to like the big. So you could own your own Hoover. You can. Yeah, if, okay. You can if that's your thing. I I'm I try, and that's the other thing is like I have a hard time. This is. The, this would be a great another podcast too. Back to what we were talking yeah, about. We'll invite but, you back. This is a yeah. ten part. Episode. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's a ten well, part. Episode. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the we're whole, already long. Might as well. But yeah, <laughs> the whole art world to me is fascinating in itself. You know what I mean? Todd's it's in part. it. That's what he does, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, you know, as far as like you know, some people like how they become superstar art artists, photographers, whatever it is that they do, how they become like. That you know, and and I would feel bad in a way just because I'm not a rich person. I don't come from that background. I don't know anything about that background to get to that point where 
somebody that was like me couldn't afford one of my pictures i guess is i would feel bad about that yeah. in a way and, yeah. and that's probably that's why a they negative make bookmarks thing. like mangelson he's i walked into his studio once yeah in jackson I, or in i left with a bookmark a bookmark <laughs> or a puzzle a or puzzle, a puzzle. puzzle. Yeah. yeah yeah because i think even like the cheapest mangelson book is like still two or three hundred bucks yeah, or something you stupid. know what i mean and I, again that's another podcast <laughs> Part 11. <laughs> part 11. Yeah, part 11. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alex, you're amazing person. Oh, that's fantastic. You're so beautiful on the inside. Who knew? Because you're so crusty on the exterior. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Can we edit this in yeah, any way? Gal brought it out. Oh, we got it all. Todd, you got any questions for Alex? Too late. <laughs> no, I don't. I am going to send you a link, though. You, you made me think about a photographer that spent four years going out at night trying to capture this underwater shot of a beaver at a dam and it kind of mm. takes you through the story of basically what he was going for but it's that level of patience yes that yes. this photographer had four years basically repeating you know the the same scenario just waiting for this shot i'm like yes. oh my gosh yes but then it was just everything for him like he got it like he got the shot and to me that's um, the art of it, photography right it I, I really mean, is it really is i mean to me the the patience the work you put into it the time you put into it you know like i i you know so as far as art goes and the difference between a photographer and an artist that actually paints or whatever you know there's kind of a stigma there as far as is photography art like a painter paints. Sure, yeah. But to me, that's that's what the photographer brings to the art world, is the the work he puts into it. Or she, sorry, mm -hmm. ladies. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what I mean. But like that is like that's what makes yeah. photography art. Is yeah. what Todd is talking about right there. In Which my opinion? Why are there more male photographers than female? There's more males doing everything than females. I just feel like that's just. I, I, I yeah I feel like I for me personally it's a confidence thing that's why I, my question was geared to, to you because yeah, a lot of the female level, art but. photographers tend to plant themselves on the wedding side mm -hmm. true and yeah. and portrait yeah portrait yeah, it's mm -hmm. maybe because their women are typically people persons and they do better at that I stuff. think confidence is a good call out I think that yeah. that's like that's really bred into a, a young age um, but also like motherhood. That's what I was in general. Say too. Like yeah. mothers create creators. Mothers like what? What? Man, mark that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, so, it's true I think though. That. But but women really do. I mean, like like I mean, I've seen it a million times. You know, women once they get pregnant and start having families, they just change. They their Absolutely. mindsets change. Their creative like, project is that baby, and fathers too, of course. But yeah, but yeah. I mean, I think even. I think it's changing, which is cool. There's like this um, female snowboarder, her name's Maria Thompson, but she had a baby early on and she, she only became a pro, I think at like 28 or 29. So super That's an old late, pro, yeah. But had the baby early on and still was filming while, when, like after she had the baby, would bring the baby to the spot, like because <laughs> it would go hit street spots. And I think like she was just on a, another podcast, which is really cool to hear because just people like that and role, mo role models like that, I think 100%. for women, just for me, especially, cause I'm like, I want to keep doing 100%. sick stuff, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. I want to have it all. And I, and it's really cool to see people like that having it all. Like you can still do it all. You still like do your interests and you don't have to like, you can, but I will say this too. 
if things change in your life and your kids become your main thing, that's right. okay too. Absolutely. You know, it really right. is. Like, I mean, it just, I see it every, all the time and everything, you know, like it, whatever you choose to do is okay. Absolutely. Each, each to their own. And yeah. yeah. It's no, it's, it's cool to see people yeah. still doing what they love. Yeah. yeah. Todd, I got a wrap. Did you have anything you wanted to add? Nope. Other than we should probably wrap. thanks to banding one for powering today's episode of the ogden arts and adventure show listen and subscribe to ogden arts and adventure on our youtube you can see our wonderful beautiful faces and everyone here in the studio which is amazing look for us on facebook instagram apple Podcasts, spotify the bandingcollective.com is like the blog version of the whole thing and the podbean app that's our old school app that we've had since day one um or it's also on android and iphone so uh, DM us on Instagram if you want to be on the podcast. That's how we got you today, Alex, because I don't have your phone number, so I DM'd you. I slid into your DMs. Yeah, Alex, good, how did that feel? It, I don't know. It felt great. It's a good <laughs> thing I happened to look at my phone because I was about to put it yeah, away for a little I, while. Yeah, I said, so. what are you wearing? And you're, yeah, and you're like, yeah, I'm yeah. getting in the shower. Uh, so I'll be right there. Yeah, that, was, that was great. Uh, this week, we will leave you with an outdoor jukebox, and this is a, a throwback to fall. Uh, burn the whole thing down. This is the proper way on Van Sessions. Um, We'll see you on the next Ogden Arts and Adventure show. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. Sick of walking this tired road.
so good. Original, proper way. Yeah, so we, we're, uh, we're going to make some t-shirts that say burn the whole thing down. So if you're in such a mood at the moment... <laughs>